All right, welcome to Healing the City. My name is Eric Seepin, and across from me is my beautiful wife, Susan Seepin, and we're trying to figure out how to talk together um, in a natural way with headphones on and mics in front of us. Uh, but this is the Healing the City podcast, and we haven't done one in a while because of COVID-19, um, but we're starting up more, um, and hopefully... We'll figure some other routes to do more interviews and things like that. But right now, you and I are planning on doing a series of podcasts, kind of exploring some of the ideas of the hot seat model. And mm-hmm. uh, we, this hot seat model is a model that I started, and then really you have refined, and our whole community yes. has taught, teaches to other people. Uh, Somebody texted me just last week and said, I taught this to my friend in Texas and he was so excited. Uh, People, this is a tool that people just give away. It's a thing that's happened and it's evolving. Mm -hmm. It has a basic structure, but people teach it differently. They experience it differently and use it differently. Mm -hmm. But it all began in a series on Matthew. And uh in that series, when we came to Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, the, the ideas of the hot seat began to develop. And so I'm going to read that and then we'll just kind of talk about it. So Matthew eleven uh, twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is or my burden is light. Uh, and you were saying in our in our first test run, you, you kind of explained yolk and what it is because it's not an egg yolk. So what <laughs> what is what is a yolk? Yes. So this this word yolk uh, is something that we're not accustomed to using in our current context. Um, the uh, the yolk that's being discussed in this passage is the yoke of, it, it's an agricultural term. So it's a uh, harness that would hold two oxen together to plow. And so a yoke was used by rabbis. Uh, if you yoked yourself to a specific teacher, then that meant that you were aligning yourself with them to walk in a specific direction and uh, submitting to their teaching. Right. And so... When Jesus looks out and, and says these things, he's looking at a people who are burdened that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is looking out at the people who are burdened um, by a particular way of understanding the law. So it's the rabbi's interpretation of the law that is this heavy burden on mm. people. And so he says that if you come to him, if you're if you're heavy laden, and um, he'll give you rest. And so that, that little verse is sort of at the core how we imagine this hot seat model that we're thinking about writing a book about, um, or the table decision as some people call it. And you were, you were saying that the rest part is really the gospel. And we're trying to lead people into the gospel and to help them kind of live it out in a rhythm in their life. And mm-hmm. um, can you can you maybe open that up a little bit? Talk a little bit about what you mean by that. Yeah, well, I think that uh, you know we believe that the gospel is not just a way of gaining eternal life. We believe that the gospel is 
a pattern for living that should result in lighter burdens and freedom and rest in Christ and also in righteousness and good works. So um, uh, believing that the gospel is full of good things doesn't necessarily make it accessible. And we have a hard time understanding it. We have a, a hard time living into it and knowing what it would even look like. And so I think the that this model has been really helpful for fleshing that out, giving us a sense of even um, imagination about it, a sense of vision for it, and a greater ability to step into the gospel. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Um, I like the way you said that. The, so the idea that, that kind of began the thinking on this model um, when preaching on this was as I was reading through this and thinking about yokes, I realized that ultimately there are only two rabbis that are offering teachings that we can yoke ourselves to. Mm-hmm. I mean, one is Satan, which is pretty clear that gets introduced at the very beginning of the gospel when you see this, when Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days, this dialogue between the enemy and between Jesus, that there are two rabbis with two ideas and two value systems. And you can clump the enemy and evil and the world all into this one teaching. Mm -hmm. And then there's what Jesus is teaching or his invitation. Each is an invitation. And so um, we began to kind of think this through, like what what are the teachings um, of the enemy of the world and what are the teachings of Jesus? And what does it look like for you and I then to learn from Jesus. Um, and, and so in verse 29, I think for this, for me, it, it begins to like build out the character of Jesus. So it says that he is gentle, humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Um, mm-hmm. Those two ideas are, are contra. I mean, that, that idea is a contrast to who the enemy is is Mm -hmm. and what he's offering because usually what he offers and invites us into is very self-centered and very arrogant arrogant um so i don't know if you had any more thoughts on that on this passage because you have lots of thoughts you love and you can take this a different way but you love chapter 11 yeah i do (laughs) you do you love this chapter so tell me what you love about it well you know i think uh, I have a hard time separating it from where I picked it up initially. So you should not. Um, yeah. So when I was in probably a freshman in college, I joined the church choir at uh, what was then First Evangelical Free Church. And uh, there was a woman who took me under her wing uh, to teach me how to sing uh, as a soprano because they needed somebody to be Mary for the Easter play. And I was the 18-year-old in the group of 60-year-olds. So she, at, at some point during that training, uh, she taught me the descant to, I think it is, uh, I'm, I can't remember which concerto it is, but there's, um, a section on Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And it comes up at Christmas a lot. And I want to say it's part of the Hallelujah Chorus, but it can't be. It must be part of the Messiah. So um, anyway, I learned it, sang it, 
and loved it. It's very beautiful. And it comes up every Christmas in different contexts because the Messiah plays at Christmas at shopping malls, you know. And so I'll be in this hustle and bustle of craziness and this song will come on over the loudspeakers. Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and humble at heart, and I will give you rest for your souls. And it's just this invitation from Jesus that has echoed through my life in the 25 years since that moment. Yeah. Can you sing it for us? Uh, maybe not as a soprano. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's this really high part. I sing it pretty low. Oh, how does it go? Come unto him, all ye that labor. Come unto him, ye that are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Take his yoke upon you, and learn of him, for he is meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Beautiful. So, this whole model, that is really beautiful, too. This whole model is built on this idea that every choice that you come to, um, everything that you ha- do and experience where you have to choose something, there is the way of the gospel and there's the way of the enemy. And y- the whole model tries to slow things down in order for you to see previously how you've been choosing and which yoke you've actually been harnessing yourself to mm-hmm. or whose yoke you're under. And um, in particular, because you're going through the hot seat model, meaning how have you yoked yourself to the world and the messages of the world. Yeah. And so I thought maybe the important thing for us to talk about that would be really helpful for people even in this time, as I listen to this podcast, is just to think a little bit in a broader sense. What is what is Jesus's rest? What is He actually inviting us into um, when He says that He will give us rest? What, what do you think that means? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got distracted there thinking about the relief side of things. Well, no, we could talk about that. Why don't you talk about that? We'll go with what's in your head. Okay. Yeah. So I think what we are used to doing when we experience being burdened and heavy laden uh, is we start looking for relief. Yeah. And the world and the flesh and the enemy invite us into forms of relief that help make that sensation go away for a while, whether it's by numbing it out or 
pouring out rage on another person or doing something that is in some way self-centered to feel better for a minute. But that only exacerbates the problem in the long run. So um, so I was just thinking about the relief uh, patterns that we get into. So make it such that we're really familiar with actually the, the yoke yeah. of the enemy. Yes. And, and these things lead us into addictions and they lead us into um, depression and they lead us into anxiety or they, they reinforce those things. Yeah. And so I, and I think that we're very familiar with them because they're the easy path and the most obvious path. And so we've been walking in the, under the yoke of the enemy pretty, not all the time, but definitely in regular patterns. And so breaking out of that pattern requires a major shift in thinking to even understand what rest would look like. Um, and what following Jesus, how it might be different, or yeah. even if we could possibly do it. Right. And so being familiar with Jesus' rest, the rest of Jesus, I mean, he says in verse 30 that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But the reality of that, it's kind of like taking a feral cat and bringing it into your house. It's obviously easier for the cat. They have food. Right? Mm-hmm. They they right. water a place to you know sleep safety. They don't. The cat no longer has to worry about a lot of different things, but it's but it's spent its life defending itself, not letting anybody touch it, um, and it, it's got a bad disposition. It's going to take itself a long time for it to actually realize that easy and light mm-hmm. are actually really easy and light. Mm-hmm. So there's a familiarity, and what you and I have learned over the time and walking with Jesus and then thinking this through is that familiarity with the gospel is actually not something most Christians have. Mm-hmm. Now we all know the gospel and we've chatted about this in our in previous podcasts, but really being familiar with it as a way of life is, is very, um, it's, it's just not something that, that gets down to the, to our emotional level. Right. It's not something we're comfortable with. Right. And in the feral cat example, there's always the fear of losing everything. And many of us have that from experiences in our lifetime that any good thing we encounter, what happens if it all gets stripped away? Or what if it's just a game and we're about to be betrayed? Or, you know, it's hard to rest into really being loved. And I think the rest that comes on the the rest that comes from the gospel is centered in the story that Christ sacrificed himself for us already but also in our identity that we are children of God as a result you know John 1 says um that Jesus called us to himself and whoever believes in him um might become children of God and so that's the most stable position possible is to be a child of God, totally protected, totally loved and cared for. And yet we don't trust it. Yeah. I, I think. And the other thing is, is that when Jesus invites us into his rest, he doesn't invite us away from everything. 
Um, and so, you know, Psalm 23 is pretty clear that he prepares a feast before our enemies. Mm-hmm. There's this sense that in the chaos that we feel in this world and the experiences that we're having, Jesus invites us into rest in those things. Mm-hmm. And that seems paradoxical and, and almost untrue. Mm-hmm. And so to rest in that while you feel like there's danger or you feel like you've been you're going to be um you're going to suffer in some way is is really scary i think yeah and i so i, I it think it takes training and exercise it for takes sure. training and exercise it does it does um so yeah so all of these so, so matthew 11 really was the thing that got us started thinking on this because we realized um that there are these two very strong teachings in scripture. I mean, it's not like we're like, oh, hey, we just figured this out. Uh, most people know this, but there's, I think we didn't, at least in my growing up and being disciple, I didn't realize how core this was to the life in Christ, mm-hmm. is to see that these, what Jesus is inviting us into, and that it's more, I guess the word, I hate using this word anymore, but holistic, it's it's more all encompassing Mm -hmm. and i think that Mm -hmm. that i what i there's been a lot of work done on the gospel lately people like the gospel coalition and others do these kinds of things but the reality is everything that i listen to from those people is it's still in their heads it's getting the gospel accurate not getting the gospel lived and i think though i do think people like tim keller have done some good work on it i think what we have and i'm not bragging is something that helps bring this a little deeper and and a little bit more to the common person to be able to function in the gospel and understand it. Well, we were just looking to equip our community yeah. to live into the gospel. Yeah. And I, and I think Jesus gave us this tool. But I also think what I realized in my own life personally is that when I started teaching on this is that how strong the message of the enemy in the world is and how mm-hmm. I you know, and my sin marrying with that is how well, like you said, I am acquainted with it, like it, Mm -hmm. and how subtle it is. And I think, you know, how easily I'm willing to justify it and marry it to whatever Mm -hmm. way of following Jesus I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And and I think that's um, a big part of, you know, what this model does is begin to pry my hands loose of my own justifications for what I'm doing and how I interact with people that I believe to be true about myself and them. But it also confronts something that's really interesting to me. I mean, if Jesus is asking us to come to him, that's saying there's certain things about him that Mm -hmm. we aren't believing uh, or that we're believing the opposite of. Mm -hmm. Because he's saying, hey, you're kind of yoked to the chaos, Mm -hmm. but if you come to me, you'll yake be yoked to the order and to the peace mm-hmm. and we're like well i don't know if you're that ordered <laughs> i don't feels know it's pretty that dangerous peaceful. and wild yes mm-hmm. and so i think that's a, a other another thing that this this passage confronts and this model deals with i don't yeah. know do you have any other thoughts on that no no cool well i think we just finished one of our podcasts cool we did it we did it yeah it's a it's a i think it's a practice you and i doing this together is i've been podcasting now for a long time and have the mic stuck in front of me and i'm 
but we haven't done this a lot together. No, it's pretty uh, new. Yeah, so it's kind of awkward for us. Maybe mm-hmm. not for everybody else. Um, who knows? But we're giving it a shot. Yeah. And you're just always so distracting because you just are so cute and I forget what I'm thinking about. <laughs> so it really is true. I'm not saying that I'm like he's the cutest in my headphones and a mic. So anyway, you've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Sue Seepin and Eric Seepin. Um, and I'm pastor of the village and Sue is a leader and organizer and musician and songwriter and mother. And we could go down the list of amazing things that you do and are in our community and how much we love you. Um, but this is our healing city podcast on Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Thanks guys. You've been listening to healing the city podcast with Eric Seepin. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.